As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Natasha Wilch. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let's start with you introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing a bit about how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, so I'm a physical therapist up in Western Canada. I live on Vancouver Island, and I focus my practice solely in the concussion space. So I own a brick and mortar clinic um, that is multidisciplinary in nature. Um, and we focalize, focalize, we focus on concussion and neurological I think that disorders. should be a new word. <laughs> Shouldn't it? I like to create new words. It's like, keeps like, a, does someone, does someone grab it? And it's like, let's just keep our vocabulary rich and add words to the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have my multidisciplinary brick and mortar, and then I also work in the online space. So I have a clinical mentorship program where I mentor other clinicians in how to up-level their concussion rehab skills, and then I coach them in creating online businesses around that as well. So I'm a pretty multifaceted person in the nature of business, awesome. story-wise. That's a long one if you want it, but I can keep those notes. Give it... <laughs> Give us the cliff notes or not. Give us the full version. I think it's important for our listeners to hear how, you know, the different ways that healthcare providers become clinic owners and kind of the trajectory of those journeys. So I think that's, I think it's important. Yeah. So I never thought I was going to be a clinic owner. That was never like if you, I never thought I was going to be a physical therapist so when I went to university, I was going into pre-med to be a pediatric surgeon. That was my goal. And I quickly discovered that biochem and ochem were not my friends. <laughs> and so pre-med was not happening. Um, in my second year of university, I had a pretty traumatic, I just had traumatic things happen in my own life that had me step away from school for a while. Um, and I reconnected with a cousin of mine who was a quadriplegic uh, from a spinal cord injury, as well as that event, there were times in my day where I would have to call home like three times to make it through. And the person who was always on the other end of that phone call was my dad. And he would listen and create space and just kind of, have an understanding that no one else in my world got, right? The the being able to feel like I was losing a piece of who I was and like 
my friends not understanding and but looking totally fine. Um, my dad got that because when he, when I was 17, he had a brain injury. So a log rolled off the back of the truck and landed on his head. And he's good now. <laughs> but to a, to a 17-year-old girl and her family, um, I mean, this was 20-some-odd years ago, they didn't educate us on how that could affect his life and our life as a family dynamic. And so there was some hard years for my dad in particular, for the relationship between him and my mom, for the relationship between our whole family as a whole. And I ended up actually moving out of my parents' home when I was 17 because of it. And my event was kind of another step in sort of our lives to actually continue to help my dad and I rebuild our relationship together. And sorry, I always just get like, it's still, it's one of those things that I'm like, we could have, our paths could have gone so many different ways. And because of what happened in his injury and my history, it's brought us so back together. And I know how lucky that is because that doesn't always get to happen. And so when we moved to Nanaimo, which is where we are now, I worked with the neurological population. So I actually worked with a lot of stroke and Parkinson's and MS. And when I moved here, when I started looking for a job, I couldn't find anywhere. Like there's just no clinic. And I was like, this is a town of 98,000 people. Like people have strokes. <laughs> yeah. It's a hospital. Um, so there was this big gap in services in my town. And so I just kind of decided to fill it. <laughs> um, so my son was four months old at the time and I had to write a business plan to get a loan. And my husband, I remember my husband took a block of time off work at the time and he, I would like go to the library, write my business plan, come home, nurse my son, go back to the library, write more, come home, nurse my son <laughs> and did that to write this business plan to start my clinic. Um, and I started it because it felt like a, there was this whole population that was completely missed in our area. And B, I come from public practice where in order to try any idea, there's like a working group that has to go through and all these, it takes like forever to try to implement anything. And I wanted to create a space for myself and clinicians to have the autonomy to play, to have the autonomy to try something new, as long as they're like risks pros and cons and benefits and risks were weighed out and it wasn't putting the client in undue risk, but we had reason to suspect why it might work. Let's try it. And I really wanted to create a space for that for myself and the people who joined my team. Um, So that is ultimately why I started my clinic. It became specialized in concussion by total fluke, but we can go into that or we can pause there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just really appreciate you sharing your story. And I think so many of us can connect with all of it or a piece of it in some way in in how we got to be doing what we're doing. And I think what I love so much about the people I get to talk to on this podcast, but also the people I work with for coaching or the Jane ambassadors, you and I know each other because we're both Jane ambassadors and we got to meet mm-hmm. in person. and everyone has that thread of creating something that didn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. Something they needed or their community needed or a family member needed that 
didn't exist and filled the gap and solved a problem. And I think it's so beautiful. And it's why the, it's why the clinics are successful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to hear more about your passion and your mission within your clinic. Yeah. So when I opened Symphony, it was just, it was called Symphony Neurological Rehabilitation was the first thing. We've rebranded since to Symphony Dream Performance. And the passion came by, literally by complete fluke. There was an occupational therapist in our community who had a post-concussion client who was not getting better. And she didn't know where to refer her. And she was like, well, Natasha's the neurotherapist. Neuro's the brain. Let's send her to Natasha. And this poor client walked in my door and I had no idea what to do because concussion is not a stroke. And I think sometimes as clinicians, when someone walks through our door, we're like a bit of a deer in headlights, we get scared. Um, And then depending on the person, like this is where we try to like hide that we don't know what we're doing, which is the worst thing we could do. Um, it's, it's so important with our clinicians to be vulnerable, with our clients to be vulnerable and be honest and truthful. And with this person, I looked at her and I just said, I'm going to be fully transparent. I have never worked with concussion before. I said, I don't know what to do. I said, but if you're willing to work with me, I'm willing to learn. And she, whether it was because she had really had no other choice, <laughs> who knows, but she yeah. stayed. Um, yeah. And I enrolled in a course that weekend and literally that was the rabbit hole that I haven't stopped diving down. And the more concussion I started to treat, it lit a fire inside of me like nothing else I'd I'd ever worked with. And I actually didn't make the link back to my own childhood until like years later. Um, And it was, I was starting to see families and relationships and all these things that I think spoke to what I had gone through that I was like, this doesn't need to be happening. This isn't okay. Like this is crappy information and this is, this needs to stop. And so this whole fire just kind of erupted within me. And so I say my mission as a whole is to evolve and elevate the conversation of culture of concussion in the world. And I truly believe it's going to be a front line grassroots voice that just continues to spread. So this, I would say the, the moments I remember are not the objective outcomes. It's the clients that send me those emails saying, like, I can play with my son again. Or I was at a place where I got my health back that I could start a family. Or I got to return to the job that I loved. And there's just too many people in this space that that's not the options they're being given because they're not able to connect with people who truly get it in that aspect. And so for me, that's like, literally, it's like globally, I want to help change this, which is where my online program comes into play. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's beautiful. This is Katie from Jane, your all-in-one practice management software. Thanks for following along with me while I shared all about Jane Payments and the full suite of features we offer to help you save time, money, and a whole lot of admin work. Although the payments landscape can feel a bit tricky, the path to getting started with Jane is a pretty straightforward one. To get from A to B, we recommend booking a one-on-one demo. This is a nice way to see Jane's payment features in action. If you like what you see, you can sign up for a new Jane account. Don't forget to mention the show for a one-month grace period as you settle in. 
last but not least, don't forget to turn on Jane Payments. If you need a hand, you can reach out to our team, or you can learn how over at jane.app forward slash payments. So I'm curious, your clinic is multidisciplinary. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear more about that. A lot of our listeners are creating multidisciplinary teams and I want to learn how you're doing collaboration. What does collaborative care mean to you? So yeah, let's dive in. Yeah, so I'm a big, I believe in collaboration over competition. Um, I think that anytime I hear about clinics or clinicians who are like, I can't share, I can't do this because it's competitive to what I do. I just kind of shake my head. There is more than enough clients that need help in this world for absolutely every person to be successful. Um, And so... In, this con- in the concussion space, in the clinical space, I'm all about connecting with other clinic owners, other clinicians, sharing work, because that collaboration and a shared voice and a shared mission is going to help all of us and how we move forward. Um, so globally, when I think of like the bigger picture collaboration, that's kind of what I think of. My clinic is comprised of physical therapists, athletic therapists, kinesiologists, clinical counseling, speech pathology, and occupational therapy. And the reason it's those professions is because when we look at a neurological client, whether it's a Parkinson's or a stroke or a concussion, there's so many aspects of their life that get affected. And I'm a person that when we look at treating a person, we look at treating the whole person because I could be doing whatever I do physically, but if they aren't sleeping and if they're super stressed and all these pieces, this little piece I'm doing with the physical recap is going to have way less of an impact. And so for me, when I was building my team, it was looking at what are the challenges our clients face the most in this space, in this recovery journey, in this healing journey? And what are the professions that can support them in that? And then how do we build it and bring that all under one roof so that they know that the team talks together? They know that we can, with their permission, of course, we can share notes and we can this is why Jane is so great too. Just fosters obviously collaboration. Yep. <laughs> that it's, what, it's what it's built for. It's what it's yeah. built for. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we bring this together in a way that their clinicians are speaking? We can brainstorm together to support each other. We can have these, we can come together and be like, you know what? I feel like they're really struggling with energy conservation, pet planning, and pacing. How about I scale back my stuff so you can upscale yours and we can help them move through this and then I can come back in. So having the team under one roof, one roof, um, per se, because some of us work virtually, mm-hmm. just fosters better communication and overall care planning for the clients as well. So they get better faster. 100%. That's, <laughs> it is the model of care that of course we use here at Vancouver Wellness Studio, mm-hmm. but it's, it's my mission globally that there's more of this everywhere in every community. I don't know anyone that could argue why this doesn't make sense to communicate and collaborate on behalf of the patient, to look at every part of their care, every part of their life experience. Um, So I applaud you. I commend you. It sounds like you're doing amazing work. I'd love to hear more about the idea of the human foundation. So when you talk about the human foundation, what are you referring to there? So I talk about the Human Foundation in every aspect, from the clinicians who I mentor to the clients that we treat. Um, it is 
the way I actually talk about nervous system regulation. Uh, because to me, being able to understand and your nervous system, understand how it responds, understand how you connect to it, the triggers, how you regulate the tools, having that foundational piece of that element of like living as a human, then is it allows us to build, it allows us to layer on, it allows us to be more resilient when it comes to stress. So whenever I talk about like this human foundation and building your human foundation, I'm ultimately talking about connecting to your nervous system, understanding your unique nervous system and its responses because we're all so different um, and understanding how you can support her and build and solidify your own, your own strength and your own system, which is that foundation to layer on. I'm curious to talk a little more about the business side of things. Mm-hmm. You're a clinic owner, you have a multidisciplinary practice. What's that one piece of advice or top three things that you wish you knew or that you would tell the newbies Mm -hmm. who are just starting Mm -hmm. or maybe those solo providers or group practice owners who are ready to expand into multidisciplinary? Um, Hire or get support before you think you need to. I think as solo clinicians or or people with with teams, whether it's in a brick and mortar or in a virtual space, we get, we can get very bogged down in doing the tasks that we shouldn't be doing. And there's absolutely this point of obviously like, can my cash flow support it? What does this look like? And it's that exercise and that process of being able to step back and being like, how, where, where do you shine? What is your gift? Absolutely. There's some things we need to do before (laughs) like and then but as time grows but there's this element of what is your time worth and truly understanding that and how can your efforts be used to growing the business as opposed to being stuck in those monotonous or smaller tasks that someone can very easily do so it's the idea of definitely hiring up before you think you're ready both in in both places clinic and online I agree with you 100%. And we, I think it's just super common. We get, as new providers, we get stuck in the mindset of we can't afford to hire support. We can't afford to hire an admin. We can't afford to hire a coach. We can't afford to, you know, spend any money. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is imperative to step back and really consider, like you just said, the value of your own time. And if you did hire someone, you know, how much money, how much more money you could and would and will be making. And trust me, Mm -hmm. trust Natasha. uh, We've seen it time and again. And it sounds like you just thought of the second, second piece of advice. (laughs) I just remembered. Um, (laughs) I think we're entrepreneurs because we're creative humans, right? We're entrepreneurs because we have ideas and we want to make change more times than that, or at least the entrepreneurs that I know, right? When you when you and I talked about it, like we've big goals and we have these things we want to do and these this impact we want to have. And so I think sometimes this is, this has 100 percent been my downfall. Um, is we want to do it all at once. And you can't. It's not to say you can't do it all. We just can't do it all at the same time. 
And so this is honestly like in my own business too, in the online realm is like having that awareness of like, okay, hold on. There's too many pieces going on and stepping back and looking at what is the foundation. It comes back like, what is the foundation? Let's make sure our foundation is solid and put the time and the effort on focusing on that foundational piece, whatever that is for you. And then layer the next piece and then layer the next piece because we can either build that foundation so it's strong and we have systems and we have tools and it runs beautifully or you can be like I was (laughs) and have seven different offers and no consistency and feel like you're being pulled in 12 different directions. And so this go from experience of being that person Know that you can do it all and you will do everything you want to do. It just doesn't all have to be at this exact moment. And organic growth is truly a beautiful thing. It takes a lot of patience, especially for most personalities who become clinic owners in this way or entrepreneurs, right? Um, But it is a really beautiful process if you can sit with it long enough to to let it unfold and do those smaller Mm -hmm. steps. So I definitely agree with you there. Natasha, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. It sounds like you have a giveaway, a PDF workbook, if you want to tell our listeners Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, so that actually relates back to the human foundation concept we talked about. Um, So although, yes, I work a lot with concussion and I mentor clinicians, I think from just a human perspective, having tools and understanding our nervous system serves all of us in business and life. And so this workbook is um, a PDF workbook that is all about connecting and understanding to your nervous system. So talking about the different states of the nervous system and tapping into yourself and showing how they show up in your body. Um, and then a little bit of tools to help you shift and dynamically move through those states when you need to as well. Sounds like a great resource. Uh, and you have also just started your own podcast. Do you want to share it, Share that? Yeah. It launched on Friday. <laughs> um, so it's the concussion. It's, it was, yeah, it's, I'm like super excited. Um, it's the Concussion Birds podcast. And so it's truly, it's geared towards clinicians, but also for people on a concussion journey. And it's meant to be this resource that blends, I would say, I'm a blend of the science and spirit. Um, I don't believe there's one way to heal. And I, we've had this discussion as well, right? So the podcast is meant to share the latest resources, the science, but also dipping into some of those other tools and the spirituality, sharing people's stories as well, because we can learn from each other's stories all the time. And so it's, yeah, it's, I'm super excited. We have some really great interviews. You are going to come join us to talk about trauma. I might, I might be on there. (laughs) Uh, Because it's such a big piece with the PCS place as well. Um, But it really is meant to highlight how we can provide exceptional concussion care to our clients moving forward from a very holistic perspective. I'm super excited to check it out. I'm excited to be a guest and chat with you more. Uh, Natasha, if people want to work with you, how do they do that? How do they find you? Uh, easiest way is Instagram. I am respond to every DM that comes into my inbox. And um, so that's just at Natasha.Wilch on Instagram or my website as well, which is Natasha-Wilch.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.